Jurassic Park 3 minutes where we're discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we'll be discussing minute 78 of Jurassic Park 3. But David, of course, before we get to that, over at Jurassic-pedia.com we have an article up here for the uh, pretty much the whole ambush that's going on here with the Velociraptors. Uh, play-by-play on uh, what we've been talking about for the last week and a half. Yeah, a bit of a play-by-play going on here. This is one of our earlier um, kind of event articles where we kind of touch upon uh, one of the one of the kind of scenes slash events that actually occurred. This one was uh, done by our founder Terence Ortije, and my only contribution to it was the photo. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, there's a few few like this on the uh, on the site. We've got a um... A link here off to the side with the uh, the Gavarus camp and uh, all that sort of stuff that we would have seen in the Lost World as mm-hmm. well. So a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like this. If you've got a favourite scene from any of the movies, and it's quite possible there's a a brief little write up here about it with uh, with links to characters, uh, animals, and other props that may be in that uh, scene as well. Be careful with that T Rex. Scares some of the smaller ones away, but it attracts one really big one with a fin. This is T-Rex P. How'd you get it? You don't want to know. As we went at 77 of Jurassic Park 3, the survivors were completely surrounded, and Amanda asked Grant to give her the eggs. As we open on minute 78, one of the male raptors spots the eggs in Grant's bag and begins to vocalise to the others. As Grant removes the eggs and hands them to Amanda, he looks into the bag and sees the resonating chamber Billy had created at the start of the film. At the 14 second mark, and with a look of determination, Amanda pushes the eggs forward. Behind her, Eric says, do it mum. At the 32 second mark, after Amanda pushes the eggs forward, Grant brings the resonating chamber up to his mouth and blows, trying to mimic the sound of calling for help. Immediately the raptors are irritated by the sound and start barking at each other. One male tries to move forward, but the big female snarls at him and the male falls back in line. And then before she can do anything, the soft thumping of the helicopter rotor blades fill this area and the female looks up at the sky as the noise gets louder. She looks over at another male and he snarls. And this ends minute 78 of Jurassic Park 3. As we in the last minute, Amanda had asked for the eggs, and uh, as Grant unzipped Billy's bag, he'd uh, opened the flap to reveal two of the eggs inside. And, uh, of course, as the raptors see this, they immediately start to react, snarling and talking to each other. Alan quickly removes the two eggs and hands them to Amanda. As uh, as he does, he looks down and sees that resonating chamber sitting in the, uh, in the bag from earlier. And we know from earlier, all the script and that we've been covering that he would have used that when he was on the crane to call the raptors in to attack the Spinosaur earlier, so we've known it's been in the bag for a while. No, we haven't. We, we didn't really know that um, Billy had brought the resonating chamber along before now, have we? Cause we'd yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the, actually the first time it's been shown since uh, Billy had shown it and uh, shown it off to Grant after immediately printing it. Yeah, and it's, I don't know if just because it's been moving around the bottom of the bag or... Because it looks a lot darker. It looks like it's been sort of dirtied up with a, mm-hmm. a bit of the airbrush. Um, to maybe look, make it look like a, a real bit of decayed bone and not just a, the resin. Um, yeah. 
I believe that the Chronicle, uh, collect, the Chronicle Collectibles um, reproduction of this prop here was used this scene as the um, as the paint reference, and not the not the fir- not the original scene that it's in, because the Chronicle uh, version of the prop kind of has this uh, like wash over it that gives it that really makes the p- details kind of pop, like mm. this here. Yeah, yep. And also in the bag there beside, you can see it looks like a lens, fairly large lens there. So maybe Billy had only taken out the camera and hung that around mm-hmm. his neck and he was able to leave the lens in there because, uh, as we know, that stuff's expensive and you don't want to be just throwing it away, no matter how much the Raptor eggs are worth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks to HD quality, we see here on Alan's watch that it's 4.45 in the afternoon. So this is one of the scenes that doesn't really match up time-wise to uh, what <laughs> the actor's wristwatches are uh, showing us on the screen but yeah amanda takes the eggs uh, not once taking her eyes off the female raptor and from behind as i mentioned last minute you got eric there do it mum, do it and as she sort of pushes the eggs out in front of her and it's it's trying to uh trying to put amanda up as a bit of a badass or something i just <laughs> i don't like it at all uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh Beside her, Alan reaches into the bag and slowly pulls out the resonating chamber. And I'm surprised that none of the other raptors are reacting. They're all looking at the eggs and what the female's doing, but mm-hmm. it's it's almost like you're surrounded by gunmen and someone at the back starts to pull a gun out. Well, someone else is going to shoot them. <laughs> it... Well, to the credit, they probably have they. This is something that would be in the inside of the skull, and they probably don't even recognize what it is. You know? Yeah. Well, I suppose more more so just the fact that he's moving, but he's he's sort of being pretty slow and coy about it. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that he, he he's able to bring it up to his mouth and start to blow on it, it um, it seems a bit strange. But uh, we get a quick shot of one of the males reacting to the sound. Yeah, he steps forward, and then the female um, kind of snarls at him, and he steps backwards. That's actually the female is an animatronic, and the male in that shot is. CGI, so it's a animatronic reacting to a CGI uh, <laughs> animal. Yep, and it looks great too. Mm-hmm. But as you say, like they're, they're clearly agitated by the sound, and much like when Billy blows on it um, back at the start of the film, Grant does do that long blow for a start. Then he starts after the reaction. He um, um, well, Paul sees the aggression and that from coming from the animals and says, "No, no, call for help," which. I had to look, go all the way back to see if uh, Grant, when he said it's calling for help, if Paul was anywhere near him, um, or mm-hmm. if they'd been talking about the Raptor intelligence on the plane ride down, because we know from the start of the film that he was telling anyone that would listen about the, uh, the Raptors being smart, but but it was um, it was Paul that came and got Grant and pulled him away from his uh, focus on the Raptors, the Raptor calling mm-hmm. for help in the uh, kennels. Um, and that's when Grant changes the way he blows. Instead of uh, the long, continuous blow, he starts to do short, quicker breaths. And uh, that's when we really get a reaction from the raptors. That um, It's sort of clear that he's on the right track with the sound he's trying to produce there. Which I don't I don't quite know what his game plan is, Grant. Because he's... Yeah, you're surrounded by raptors and you're calling for help, but you don't really want to be pissing the raptors off. <laughs> no. Especially when, especially when you're handing the eggs over and taking, like, giving back the one thing, the one little thing that could save you, or the the one reason they're not attacking at the moment. Mm-hmm. Well, Kirby probably thought that if they like 
tried to communicate like the Raptors that possibly, because I mean they were it was very likely that they were going to be toast after they gave the eggs back, you know. Mm. I'm just this, this scene probably could have gone so many other ways too if the Raptors talking back or <laughs> Grant. Establishing some sort of dialogue between the two, <laughs> so mm. we just want to get off the island or something. So I suppose it's, it's good we didn't go that way, that far down the rabbit hole with the uh, the whole calling for help. But as you said before, one of the males gets really uh, takes a couple of steps forward. And we get that animatronic snarl at him, and uh, he falls back in line. And um, Grant stops blowing as he sees the reaction. It's probably a good thing because the female probably would have just come in and. <laughs> hit him on the face to stop him from stop him from making the sound like you're, you're causing um, causing all the males in the pack to react like this so I'm going to stop it real quick mm-hmm. well even worse is that I mean he's kind of almost overtaking her pack and being the alpha she would not have liked that at all no <laughs> no that's got fight written all over it but uh, suddenly the female looks up and we can hear a thumping of approaching helicopter and mm-hmm. um, again I just love the way the puppeteers are animating the uh, the female's head here um mm-hmm. 100% like lizards in that behave you got the the head twitching the head moving the eyes sort of darting from one spot to another it's it's really good <laughs> it is i also like that you can hear that faint sound of the helicopters um rotors thumping in the air because that's unlike when eric hears it and you don't hear anything <laughs> you can actually hear and then paul says it's a helicopter, you know? Yep. Yeah, well, we'll definitely talk more about that uh, that next minute. But as this one ends, uh, she looks over at the male on her right and snaps her jaws at him, uh, obviously communicating something that we'll see next minute. Mm-hmm. Over with the uh, script comparisons, um, they're still sitting on the beach. <laughs> next minute, we'll, uh, we'll start to discuss more of what they're doing there as we catch up with getting to the beach. And in the uh, novelization, we pretty much get everything happen much like it does in the film. So, Dave, that's 78. Uh, anything we miss? Are we good Good to leave for the night? We're pretty good to leave. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com. And you can find the Lost World Minutes and Drastic Minutes over on Facebook with the... Uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minute podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven. Get me on that island. You're Desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie! 
Take the phone to mommy now. It's the, it's the dinosaur man.